So you're going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Greg Lewis. You know, no matter what you're going through uh, in this time of, you know, our world, uh, the love of many waxing cold, as the Bible says, and people forgetting the true meaning of love and how to love each other. Uh, it's, it's real easy for people to live an empty life. And it's real easy for you to feel empty and defeated and feel unloved and unwanted. Uh, we're just in a time. This is why so many people and I say it all the time, but this is why, you know, so many people are on medication. So many people are using and abusing substances. This is why they're trying to legalize marijuana and everything else, because people need something. They need something to quiet their conscience. They need something to help them feel the love that they want, because many people are deprived of love. And let me let, let me start by saying, you know, uh, this is why I preach the creation role message, the home, the family, the marriage, those kinds of things. And not to let anything, you know, come in between those things, because uh, those things that I mean, that's the answer that the, the, uh, marriage and family and growing up loved and being loved and all the, you know, the touch and the embracing you receive from a parent, uh, that kind of love, the oxytocin uh, that you receive chemically, the hugs that you receive emotionally, the love that is spoken over you when uh, a strong man, the Bible says, keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. So that peace that comes from the father being there, all these things are going to develop your love. They're going to develop your sense of love, your understanding of love and how you respond to love. And this is why we have so many people with hate and, you know, murderous thoughts and envious thoughts and you know, just want to really hurt people. It's because they just, you know, they didn't get the love. They, there was something missing there and they never got to really experience it the right way. And the, the, the saddest part about this is, you know, it, it, it affects how you love God. It affects how you understand the love of God and understand a love that will never leave you. You know, that's the thing. A lot of people are falling from the faith. A lot of people are giving up on the faith because they can't understand a love that never goes away. And so, you know, this is why a lot of people give up on church. They give up on church. They give up on people because once their church hurt, once something happens in the church that looks bad or hurts them or whatever, they give up because, you know, they're, they don't understand love. They don't understand how love works. They don't understand people that don't know how to love or may have, you know, misused it or abused it or whatever the case. 
that lack of understanding causes people to be offended and they carry these offenses in their heart for years. And, you know, so this is what we're dealing with in 2019 going into 2020, you know, is just this lack of love or this lack of understanding of love. But I want to share with you today and let you uh, make you understand that you are still loved. There is, you know, if, if, if God loves you, he never stops loving you. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing that can happen to separate you from the love of God, to stop the love of God. His love is permanent. His love stays there. When you yield your heart to him, when you come to him with a broken heart and you hand your heart over to him, no matter what men have done, no matter what women have done, no matter what people have done, that love is permanent and that love lasts forever. It lasts a lifetime. So this is why we need to preach the gospel and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to people so that they can understand there is a love that surpasses our understanding and there is a love that will never go away. And once you yield to Christ, you can experience it. Let's go to Romans 8 and 31. This is one of the most powerful passage passages to me that uh, Paul wrote to the Romans. Um, he's basically challenging the people to understand the love of God and understand how you can't error out of it. You can't make mistakes out of it. You can't, you know, you just can't sever it if it's there because it's, it's so powerful that it just lasts forever. And he goes in on this, on this particular chapter. So let's, let's get into this. So you, so we can begin to unpack it, but this is powerful. Romans eight and 31 says, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us he that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things so what he's saying is once he gave up his son to pay the penalty for our sins then he gave us everything and so he's saying how how is he not going to give us everything if he's already given us everything and he's given us the best thing and this is telling us right here that once he gave up his life for us all then that is for us all and that lasts forever that is the ultimate sacrifice for our sins so this is something that is ongoing this is something that never changes Romans 8 and 33 Three starts out by saying, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justify it. And so what he's saying here is, you know, those that God has uh, saved and those that God has elected unto salvation, they've been justified and you can't mistake your way out of it. <laughs> he says, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, yea, rather, that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. This is so powerful because the first part of this, he's saying that Christ died and thereby he has secured the removal of sin guilt. Now, you know, we understand that when you sin, you feel guilty. When you've done things in your past, you feel guilty. Things come to make you, you know, they make you feel guilty, make you feel bad, make you feel ashamed. That's what sin does. And that's why we, you know, don't practice sin and we try our best not to fall into sin even though as humans we will we may everyone you know uh we will at some point but he's saying in this particular passage that because christ died then he's secured the removal of sin's guilt meaning up of the penalty was paid by his blood to wash that sin away and to say that that sin is still there or to say that that sin is still active or that sin is still got you to some degree 
is basically saying that the blood sacrifice wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to cover it. And we y'all, we got to be very careful with that because this is telling us right here that, you know, Christ's death pays for all sin. And if we ask for forgiveness, it's a done deal. You know, I know a lot of times, you know, when it's axe murdering and, uh, you know, somebody's done something like that, you know, uh, it it looks bad and it, it looks worse than other things. And it may carry a greater consequence, of course, you know, uh, but. It's still covered under the blood of Jesus. There's going to be a whole lot of murderers that got their life right in heaven because they got forgiveness. So we can't, you know, go around labeling and ranking it, uh, especially since Jesus is uh, uh, has already paid the penalty for it. So Christ's sacrifice can cover it all. His sacrifice can pay for it all. Uh, the second part of this, it says that he was raised to life and he is able to bestow life on those who trust him. So basically because Christ died and is risen again, that means that he can give us all salvation. He can give us all life. He can pay for any thing okay so don't walk around feeling guilty don't walk around feeling ashamed if christ can pay for anything and the good part about this or the last part about this says that he also maketh intercession for us now Ooh, if you understand intercessory prayer and, I, you know, uh, my wife is a great uh, intercessory prayer warrior. She's a great warfare prayer and different ones I know that can, you know, pray intercessory prayer or pray on your behalf. They can basically pray the things on your behalf that you don't know to say, the things you don't know to address uh, or how to address it in the presence of the Lord. An intercessor can make up the difference and call things out that need to be called out, say things that need to be said for you on your behalf to make sure everything is taken care of. Well, who is the greatest intercessor there is, heaven and earth, anywhere on the, in, in the world? It is Jesus Christ. And the Bible is saying that he maketh intercession for us. So that means that he has his blood, his sacrifice, and he is covering us with that. And he's also praying for us and making intercession for us. So even the things we don't see, even the things we don't know, I mean, it, he's making intercession. I can remember back when I was younger and I felt alone and I felt down and in despair. And I remember just, you know, cry, I would just cry. And I would look up that in, in, in the air and I would just say, God, if you're real, you know, why are things so bad for me? Why are things happening for me like this? If you're real, I need you, Lord. I need you to take care of it, you know, and. I, I, I didn't know, you know, there, there are things that God does for us instantaneously because we ask for it. But what was missing for me was, you know, a father figure, someone to guide me into certain things. And so I would be praying. I would be praying for God to fix certain things that only man can help us with. And I hope you understand that. I know some people say, well, God can do anything. Well, God is not going to be God, not going to replace a man in your life. God is going to use men in your life. OK, so I begin to pray. I begin to pray that prayer thinking that, you know, I needed help. I needed someone to come along. I needed someone to, you know, to to to, uh, to help me. Uh, and I would say, Jesus, come, Jesus, come, Jesus, come help me. And because he makes intercession for us, he was able to pray for me and also communicate. <laughs> and this is powerful. Communicate with other men of God that were praying. And I don't know if they were praying for me or whatever, but they were praying. And because they were praying, my great intercessor, Christ, was able to tap them on the shoulder, get their attention and say, hey, you know, G. Craig needs you or hey, uh, 
I need you to see about this guy or I need you to see about him. And I remember even one time I was crying all night because I just everything was just so bad. And I had been, it, I was, you know, having suicidal thoughts and all those things uh, actually had attempted it that night. And then I remember getting on the organ at church the next day. And I was uh, uh, the next Sunday, the following Sunday, and I was playing or whatever. And then after afterwards, people were saying who to pray for. Let's get the prayer list. Anybody need prayer? And I remember a lady in the audience said, we need to pray for Brother Craig. We need to pray for him. He's going through something. And none of us, you know, none of us know about it. But God just spoke to me and told me that. See, that's what an intercessor does for you. An intercessor, especially an intercessor as Christ Jesus, who has all these people working for him. He can tap them. He can tap those resources and say hey you need to pray for him hey I need you to go see about him hey I need you to do this what kind of love is that that's that's just the greatest love possible for Christ to die for you pay the penalty of your sin and then look after you look after you you know what I'm saying got you on in his mind looking after you praying interceding for you this is very powerful here in Romans always remember that and I like to tell that testimony to people so they will always remember no matter how down you are no matter how depressed you are no matter how bad things look Christ is praying for you and he's praying the things that can be handled spiritually he can take care of but the things in the natural that need fixing he's gonna send somebody he's gonna send an answer He's going to send help in the time of need through his intercessory prayer for you. And that's just powerful. Uh, Romans 8 and 35 goes on to say, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? So what he's saying is, okay, Christ loves you so much that there is absolutely nothing that can separate you from it. You can't be separated from his love. Understand this. And I know, you know, when you grow up Kojic and Pentecostal and different things, you know, a lot of the salvation messages and different things are contingent upon works and you you, you know, maintaining it or you, you know, you, you, you sin too many times and you're out of the game or you sin too many times and, and, and it's a done deal. You know, when you grow up like that, you know, that's over your head a lot of times or the pharisaudical understanding of the law. And, you know, a man, you messed up and it's over. It's just over. It's, it's over. They, they're just cutting off the love of Christ. But Romans tells us right here, plain and simple, nothing can separate you from it. Nothing. Now, I know some folks say, oh, so are you some people will say, are you teaching once saved, always saved? Look, if you believe that the love of Christ is there, then the love of Christ is there because it's all faith and belief. That's all we have. So we believe it by faith and the love of Christ will never leave us. It says shall tribulation. So that means nothing you're going through can separate you. It says distress. That means that nothing that's happening to you, nothing that anybody's doing to you can separate you. Persecution, people coming after you, trying to hurt you, can't do it. Famine, that means lack. When you don't have what you need, that's still not going to separate you. Nakedness, broke, uh, that's not going to do it. Peril, meaning some, you know, uh, peril or sword, war, battles and people, you know, uh, you are. Well, peril actually means you in trouble. So, you know, even in your sin, even in your sinful state that you fell into or whatever, you call on the name of Jesus to get you out. His love is there to get you out. That is what the Bible is saying. Uh, Eight and thirty six says. 
as it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Meaning in this earth, y'all, we, you know, it's just going to be hard. I mean, the, the world doesn't honor Christ. The world doesn't love Christ. The world is against Christ. So it's going to be tough in this time. But he says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Why are we more than conquerors? Through him that what? Loved us so understand in the world you're gonna have peril sword you're gonna have famine persecution you're gonna have tribulation you're gonna mess up you're gonna get in trouble you're gonna need the love of christ but he's saying you'll be able to conquer every one of those situations just because of christ's love toward us and this is a love that never goes away this is a love that no one can separate you from only you can make the decision to turn away from Christ. Only you can make the decision to give up this love and no longer believe in it. But the Bible is telling us that if he loves you, he loves you. Now, understand something. If he loves you, he's going to chasten you. So that means that a lot of time our prayers for God to get us out of stuff are going to get us into more stuff so that we'll get out of stuff. And I hope you understand what I just said, meaning chastening meaning you're gonna have to go through punishment sometimes you're gonna have to go through things to sharpen you you're gonna have to go through things to clean you up you're gonna have to go through things to stop you understand a lot of times god lets you go through things to just stop you because you're headed in the wrong direction you're handling a situation wrong so you're gonna have to pay for that that's all still love but like i was saying even in the beginning of this message when you don't grow up understanding that type of discipline you don't grow up understanding a father chastening you or disciplining you are showing you hey this is you, you you can't do this or punishing you then when it you know uh, uh you, you don't understand it in the spirit realm and you think that because you're going through something god is not there you think because you're going through something you're not being loved and people tell me that all the time they pray that you know lord if you love me you'll do this and that and this and they don't understand god will love you sometimes as you go through something because what you're going through is going to make you better the only way to make you stop is is what you're going through. The only way to take you to the next level is what you're going through. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's painful. But go back to Romans 8 and 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, all those things hurt. But a lot of time God allows those things to work other things out of us is painful, but he's going to do it. it. It hurts, but he's going to do it. He's going to let you go through these things. But he wanted you to know in this passage that it's not going to separate you from his love his love is there and his love is is allowing you to go through it so uh if we go down to romans 8 and uh 38 it says for i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord this is so powerful because he's saying that even in death he's gonna love you he's gonna love you in life uh, uh, I mean, he's, he's saying that, uh, yeah, even in death, he's going to love you. Death can't separate you from his love. Life can't separate you from his love. Uh, angels, principalities, powers, nothing present, nothing that can come is stronger than the love of God. No matter how high, low, any creature, any person, any words, anything anybody is doing and saying, it does not separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, this is a deep part right here. Ephesians 3 and 19 says, and to know 
the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So listen to this. Now, this sounds kind of, you know, uh, different. It says, and to know the love of Christ, but it passes knowledge, meaning his Christ. I mean, I mean, his love is so great. The love of Christ is so great. It passes your knowledge, meaning you can't even understand the depths of how much he loves you. You know, you it, it's, it's past your knowledge. You can't understand. But he wants to bring you and fill you with the fullness of God through this. So this is basically saying that over time you begin to learn how much he really loves you. The older you get, the more you go through, the more you experience you. If you stay in Christ, you'll begin to understand just how deep this love really is is you know when you first come to Christ you don't want to lose it and you don't want to mess it up and you don't but then when you get older you begin to realize I can't mess this up I might mess me up but I can't mess the love of Christ up because it's past my knowledge and understanding and over time I'm coming into or I'm learning the fullness of this I'm getting a better understanding of this it's making more sense the more time progresses and that's that's just powerful to me and uh and i'm gonna close with this particular passage because i think this is just this you know this is the most powerful part of this whole thing i'm trying to share to you first john 4 and 16 and you know this is written by saint john who is the apostle whom uh he referred to or said that christ loved and so he talks about love in a, in, in a great way, a great understanding of it because of his close relationship with the Savior. He understood the natural love that he shared with him. And now he's talking about the spiritual love that he left for us or the comforter that he left for us. He said he's not going to leave us comfortless. He's not going to leave us without something. He said, when I, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send the comforter, the Holy Ghost to be here and be with you all the time. And And, and that's another thing. You know, and let me say this, you know, when fathers leave the home, when divorce happens, when, you know, those kind of traumatic situations happen, somebody you trusted, somebody you really love, and then they turned on you or hurt you in some kind of way. When you grow up and you go through those things, you begin to have, you know, issues with trust and love. You begin to have issues with really opening up and loving someone. One of the greatest issues that I'm seeing right now in the body of Christ, I'm going to get to the passage in a minute, but one of the greatest issues I see in the body of Christ is people not understanding love because of what happened to them. So they're using what happened to them in their past or they're using their trauma to try to decode people and understand love. And they so they don't trust anybody. They don't really love the right way you know being a pastor and me and my wife we love on people we try to share with them we give them whatever whatever and then sometimes they just wild out on us and they just don't like you no more or they find out something and just don't like you anymore and you you just wonder okay what happened to all that love you know you don't remember that I mean that was that just for nothing well what was happening was because of their lack of understanding or because of their trauma or what they went through they don't understand that love or they, you know, love their love is contingent upon something or their love is capitalistic, meaning I give you this, you give me something or their love is based on, you know, material gain. Their love is based on, you know, uh, what they want from you. But it, it's not true love because they didn't experience that growing up or they 
gave that love to somebody and they were hurt or, or somebody scorned them. Uh, and so they carry that into their adulthood and man, they just can't love. They just can't love. Their life is full of unrest. Their own substances, their abusing substances, their life is just full of no peace and anger and wrath and resentment and hatred all the time because they didn't uh, heal from that uh, situation that happened. So they can't understand real love. They can't understand what it means to be loved no matter what you've done. They can't understand what it means to be loved no matter who you are. The crazy thing is they, you know, they forgive themselves, but don't forgive other people. You know, they, they like, you know, man, no, you did that. I can't forgive you. You did that. I can't. Well, you did stuff. Well, you know, we ain't talking about that. We talking about And so that's how it ends up happening. You just have such a warped understanding of love that you can't give and receive it and it makes it almost impossible for you to be to serve God the right way to really have the love of God in your life to really have the fruits of the spirit in your life the love the joy the peace the long suffering the gentleness goodness faith meekness and temperance the spirit the Holy Ghost the power this is why a lot of people get into religions black Hebrew Israelite and a lot of other things that are edgy and they can be angry and they can be mad at a group a people group and they can talk about a people group and just because what they're doing is they're you know they feel like they're serving God and at the same time they are hating somebody or something or a group or whatever and that's letting them let out that anger from that trauma and man you know you ain't in Christ if if that's what's going on because you got to love your brother the greatest love is for your brother loving your neighbor as yourself according to the scripture so this is a lot of healing that needs to take place. And that's, this is why I preach the way I do. And this is why I talk. I've been through all of this. <laughs> I've been through it all. I've, I've been through the lack of understanding love. I've been through the lack of, 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 of not really understanding how love works and operates and not understanding the depths that Jesus Christ loves me and how much God loves me and different things that went on in my life and all of this. I've been through all of those things. And I feel like the things I went through was so I, could be here on this microphone to try to help you through it and help you understand so you don't make the mistake to try to commit suicide like it, I, I did or you don't make the mistake to try to you know go hide or fall into some kind of darkness in your life or whatever because you're not understanding how love really operates I outgrew those things and God helped me through those things and he sent people to me to help me through those things uh and so I, you know, I, I was able to overcome a lot of those things. Now we're all a work in progress. Don't get me wrong. I ain't arrived. I'm still working on stuff. God is working stuff out of me, all of that. But some of these things I've been through and I understand, and that's why I'm here to share these things with you. So first John four and 16 tells us we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God is in him okay so this is why it's so important for us to get the good understanding of true love this is why it's important for us to overcome what we went through overcome the loss overcome the deficit overcome the pain overcome the hurt overcome all of those things the guilt the shame of your past all those things you got to overcome these things so you can learn how to love because what's in this particular passage i just read is something very powerful and it is God is love. So without love, you don't have God because God is love. He said he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So 
this is telling you so much in this little passage right here. And I don't have time to just totally go into it. But this little part right here, God is love. Do you know what that means? That means that if you have God, you have love. And that means that his love is unconditional. And if God is all powerful, all knowing, all seeing, and this is the key, eternal, that means that if he started loving you, you're loved. Because there is no end to something that's eternal. There is no end to an alpha and omega beginning and an end. There is no end. There is, it's just a, a loop because he is all. He is all and all is in him. So if he loves you, it can't be contingent upon what you're doing. It can't be contingent upon mistakes and errors and, oh, if you did this, you went too far. And, oh, I don't like you no more here. Or that. It's nothing like man's love. Understand, he is love. He doesn't just love you. He is love. And because he's eternal, that means you, you will have eternal love if you are in him. So if you believe on him, if you trust him, if you keep him in your heart and say, at any point, God, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of what, what I did. Lord, help me out of this. Whatever. The Father is going to love you through it. The Son is going to intercede for you and send the things you need at that moment to help you get out of it. Now, understand, an answered prayer isn't always, doesn't always look like it got answered. A lot of times we going through and we thinking, Lord, why does this hurt so bad? I, I asked you to stop it. I asked you to come help me. I asked you to be here. And it's still hurting, Lord. Why are you ignoring me? And you don't even understand. God is not ignoring you. The son is interceding for you that you would go through this to make you better, to make you stronger, to make it so this don't have to happen again, so that you will be in a better place the next time you call upon the name of the Lord. This is what it's all about. So we got to get a good understanding of what love is. That is love. Love tells the truth. Love uh, helps. Love tries to handle situations. Love makes amends. Love does all of these wonderful things. And if you are in God and God is in you, if God is love, then you have his eternal love. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.
You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com. 